Our message this morning is going to be out of the book of Galatians, another one of the, the epistles that the Apostle Paul wrote. We're going to be in the sixth chapter of the book of Galatians, if you would, uh, and we're going to just go ahead and get into this if we can, uh, but if you would, stand in reading a reverence of God's Word if you're able. If not, God knows that, uh, and that's okay. Uh, he knows your hearts, and, and you know, that's the biggest thing with all of us here this morning. God knows each and every one of our hearts. There ain't nothing we can do to, to change it or, or, or sort of disguise it, if you would, Brother Dean, uh, because no matter what you do, God knows your heart. He knows if you're, he knows if you're His. He knows if you are His, how you're doing, what's going on in your life. He knows your troubles. He knows your infirmities. And that's why we're at today. In the sixth chapter of the book of Galatians, Apostle Paul writes this. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest then also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if any man think himself to be something, 
when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. But let every man prove his own work, and, and then shall we have rejoicing in himself alone and not in one another. For every man shall bear his own burden. And let him that is caught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. But be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to the flesh shall the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap, if we faint not. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Father, thank you for the reading of this precious word. What a blessing it is to know that we can read this and, and find solitude in all that's going on in our lives today. Because somebody here today is, is carrying a burden with them. So we pray, Lord, that this can give him patience and hope and know that who their Savior is. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. In the very first verse, Paul hits on it right now. Brethren, if any man is overtaken in a fault. Now, uh, I want us to look at our own lives here today if we can, uh, because there's not a one in this sanctuary this morning that's not ever been overtaken by something that's been going on in your life. Uh, listen, we all got to admit this. Uh, all of our lives has not been just all uh, cheers and fun, stuff like that. Hard times hits, hits in our families. Uh, hard times hits in those that we love. Uh, we lose loved ones. Uh, those that we love get sick. Uh, there's things going on that, that this, this, that's going on will, will drag you down your everyday walk of life. But, but the Apostle Paul points out right here that, that those who are of the faith or of the ministry be there for them. That's why we do what we do, Brother Clarence. You don't have to be a pastor or, or a preacher or a minister or whatever it is you do in your life. When you need somebody to go to in their lives and you know Christ and, and you can comfort them in their time of need, it is your duty, your job, if you will, to go do that. Just like that man at the, at the auto parts store the other day. I don't know why I jumped up and said what I did. God just put it on my heart. Man, you're refusing a blessing from this man. Do not ever refuse a blessing that man has to give you because it's put there by the grace of God. It's there for that special reason. When God puts somebody in our lives, let me tell you something, it's not an accident. Don't think that it's just, it just happened. Uh, there is no Big Bang Theory here today, church. Uh, that don't exist in this house. Uh, there's, there's no resolution. There's not nothing like that. Uh, there's one God, one Maker, and one Father. One Son and one Spirit. And that's just the way it is. Uh, and He knows our hearts. And He knows that, that those who are overtaken in a fall, they need to be lifted up sometimes. That's why we are who we are. Ray, it's our job to do that, no matter who it is. He tells us in the second verse, says, bear one another's burdens and fulfill the law of Christ. What is that law? It ain't nothing bad, I'll tell you that right now. It's what Christ would do for you if it was Him doing it. Do what Christ would do. Love all of them. 
Help them out. Uplift them in everything that they do. Be there for them in their time of need. And, and, and if they just can't talk about what's going on, pray for them. Amen? That's the least we can do is pray for somebody that, that's struggling spiritually. Listen, you can be the best Christian or, or the best follower of Jesus that's ever walked the face of the earth. You may be the best, but I promise you sometime in your life that the old devil's going to wear you down and this old world's going to beat you down and you're going to need exactly what God's put you here to do. And that's up, be uplifted in somebody's life. He tells us that if any man think of himself to be something and he's nothing, he deceiveth himself. Now you see that a lot. If you don't believe me, turn on your TV Sunday mornings or if you've got dish or direct or cable, go up on the upper channels and, and you can see all that stuff's being preached out there. People's doctrines, if you would. Not, not God's doctrine, not, not that I've ever seen much of. I've seen a little bit, Brother Clarence, but it, it, uh, these high-paid, overrated preachers that's on TV, they're in this for themselves. Do, do not be fooled, because that's just the way it is. That's, just, that's, that's what they do. And they have their congregation so blinded by what they're preaching to them. It's overwhelming. Brother Ronnie, you've, I've heard him say time and time again, do not let man tell you who Jesus is. Read it for yourself. Know what the, what, what the Word is. Sit down and, and come to an understanding of just who Jesus is. Listen, I'm just a mouthpiece, and I know I mess things up sometimes, but the best place you're going to hear about Jesus is in Sunday school class or sit down and read the Bible yourself because the Bibles these days, they define stuff so well for you. Even the ignorance of ignorance can understand the God's Word. They tell us exactly. They defy it for us. They tell us what the definition is. They can lead us to everything that we're going through. If you'll just put your trust and faith in Him and get into Word. Because if you don't get into Word, somebody's going to tell you something about Jesus that ain't true. Uh, we can watch today's movies. And you've heard me talk about this. Uh, there, there's a movie out here right now that came out not long ago uh, that speaks about how Christ came down from the cross and didn't finish the job. How crazy. But you know, there's a world out there that believes that. There's a world out there that, that sees that movie, and, and they connect with that movie. Another one was uh, the Da Vinci Code, if you would. Uh, they was finding out the things about Christ and, and Mother Murray, and they was doing all that. Uh, and the things they put out there about him and Murray being married and all this stuff's going on was just propaganda. But you have any idea how many people seen that and believed that? That's just the way it is. Our communication these days is our cell phones. God forbid, if all the cell phones was to go out in this world, praise be to God, we couldn't put our clothes on in the morning. Because I know there's people struggles about what they're going to wear. So they just pull out the old phone, they Google, what am I going to wear today? And good old Siri, they'll tell you, amen. And if you don't like what you put on, do it again. She'll tell you something else. See, we put our trust and faith in things of this world and still the things in that world. And one day... We're going to need the things of that world more than we need this world. We're going to do that. That's just the way life is. Uh, uh, he tells us in the fourth verse, says, but let every man prove his own work. Prove yourself in what you are. In our everyday job, we got to, 
perform a task, if you would. Uh, those of us who's working these, I, I don't know how many in here is working these days. Uh, uh, most of us, like myself, old and retired and, and not doing anything. But when we did work, every day, Clarence, I had to prove myself. I had to, I had to go to work every day and show the company that I worked for what I knew and what I needed to do. So every day we're, 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 we're placed a responsibility on ourselves to prove ourselves. And if we're out here telling a lost and dying world something that they don't need to be hearing, uh, we deceive ourselves. We shouldn't be doing that. We should never try to deceive God's people. He tells us to let every man prove his own work. That's pretty easy. If you're a child of God, prove it. Uh, sow a little fruit, if you would. Uh, if you do that, they'll know what kind of tree you are. Uh, but Word tells us that uh, if you're not bearing no fruit, uh, what kind of tree are you? Uh, what, what, kind of, what kind of things are you putting out there for your brothers and sisters? See, God's good. And if you let Him be good, He can be better. Just be able to let Him work Himself. And He tells us in the fifth verse, let every man bear his own burden. That's tough. I'd hope my brothers and sisters would help me bear that burden with me because sometimes that burden is, will overcome us and it's more than we can deal with. You know, when we realize that, that God's put somebody in our lives for a reason, it makes a big difference. Just giving somebody a hug sometimes is all you need to do. And let them know that you love them. Well, Pastor, how do you do that? You don't even know them. I know a man that does know them. I know somebody that loves them unconditionally. That has that adobe love, if you would. A love that we cannot get to. But it's a love that God has for us. As like Ray said this morning, what is love? Love's God. Without God, there is no love. And I need you to understand, if you go in John, I forget which one it is, it tells us that God is love. Period. Not a definition, but is love. Without God in your life, do you truly have love? Top three things in your life. It should be on your bucket list. And I know we've all seen that movie, The Bucket List, and how, how touching it is and stuff. But uh, that bucket list should read accordingly. God, family, and church. And then anything else you want to do in your life, praise right in any category you want to write it in. But if you've got them three messed up, if you've got something in front of God, it ain't God's will. See, God's a jealous God, whether you believe it or not. He don't want us worse, but no other God. He is it. It. So God's first. And our precious families are second. And I, could, I can look at the families here today and I can put you in categories, each and every one of you. And, and you are precious in our lives. Jesus loves the little children. We're precious in his sight. And he tells us that let him that is taught in the, in, in the word communicate to them that teacheth in all good things. Listen, if you know the word of the Lord and you know Christ and and you can help somebody, don't ever deny that yourself. So that's the blessing thing I was talking about earlier. 
and you don't know when it's going to happen. I, I could have not have told you that that was going to happen, Sister Carolyn, on that Saturday morning. I was, we was more upset that we had to do more walking than we did driving, uh, and that's the way it was. Uh, and we just didn't know how this was going to work out. But he gave me an opportunity to change my demeanor, if you would, and, and, and come with somebody's life and let them know that God is trying to give them a blessing. Have you ever done that in somebody's life? Admit to yourselves this morning, church, have you ever stopped a blessing that somebody's tried to give to you? I have. I know I have because we sort of feel guilty. But that ain't God's will. At the end of the day, let me tell you something, He's going to convict you of that, and He's going to make you realize that what you did today wasn't what He would have done. Accept a blessing. No matter who's trying to give it to you because you can't never tell where it came from. He says, don't be deceived. Now, here's the most important part of this whole verses I read this morning. God will not be mocked. Don't think we're going to be able to do that because he will not allow that in our lives. If you love the Lord, you will not mock him. And he tells us that whatsoever a man soweth, that we shall reap. In, in, the, in the Gospels, in two or three different Gospels, it talks about uh, the man that sows the seed on good ground and on rocky ground and, and bad ground. It tells you just what happens to every one of them seed. And what it's doing is looking at your spiritual life, if it is. Uh, and and if, you're, if you're not vested good in, in, in your spiritual walk with God, uh, you might be sowing your seed on, on rocky ground, Sister Cheryl. Uh, and it, and it may, might come up, but it might not. I've seen cedar trees grow on a mountain, uh, solid rock. Uh, amazes me how them cedar trees grows on them rocks. But it happens. If you've ever seen it, you know what I'm talking about. But sometimes we'll throw seed where there's a little bit of dirt, and it'll come up, but then it'll weep away. And See, that's what happens in our churches today. They get full of the Spirit, and then they get unfull of the Spirit. And still them trying to fill their cup up, they just take their cup and go to the house. That ain't what God wants out of us. But that's not His will for each and every one of us. His will today that we get just a little bit closer today than we're going to be uh, tomorrow. And He wants us to be a little closer next Sunday than you are today. Because, see, God's got a plan for all of us. Whether you realize it or not, uh, He's got a plan. We don't know it. Like I said, we couldn't stand if we did. I pray His plan is good, but we don't know. Well, Pastor, you talk about, I've heard people talk about uh, he's going to send uh, Jesus back to the earth and reclaim his church. What does that mean? Simply this, one day he's coming back. Scripture tells us when the eastern skies open up, and in a twinkling of eyes, it's all going to be over. So if something happens that's on a Sunday morning, and all of a sudden there's people sitting in this sanctuary, uh, or people's not sitting in this sanctuary that used to be there just a few minutes before, if they're not there, may God have mercy on your soul. Because Christ never knew you. What does he said? Get behind me, you workers of iniquities. I never knew you. See, they thought they was going to heaven, Clarence. They, they did God's work, they thought. They went out and told people about God, and, and they went to church and did all the good things that they did, but they didn't live their life through Christ. Christ hadn't saved them. And listen, that's the key ingredient of getting to heaven. If, 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 Christ, if Jesus of Christ cannot save your mortal soul and convict you, you're not going to get to heaven. 
no matter who you think you are. There ain't enough money to get you there. You can't have enough property to get you there. There's not a ticket long enough to get you there. If, God, if Christ Jesus has not saved you through his marvelous grace for the sacrifice that God in heaven gave to us, his son to die on that cross, if he's not punched your ticket, you're lost like a ball in high weeds. That's why we're here today. To tell you how simple it is to come to know Jesus. And if you truly believe in heaven, and I mean truly, and you know one day that's where you want to be, you have something you've got to fix. There's work to be done. That's why Clarence and Chris and myself, we preach the gospel. That's our doctrine, the Holy Bible. That's all we've got, Brother Clarence. There ain't nothing else that we can stand on. Let me tell you something. This will stand when hell's on fire. Forgive me of my language, but that's just the way it is. And at the end of the day, this is going to stand strong for all of us. What's it going to look like? Well, I can tell you what it says. In the 20-something chapter of Revelation, I'm going to say it's around the 20, 21st chapter of Revelation, he tells us this. Here's what it's going to be like. He said, God's going to wipe away all of our tears. And there ain't going to be no more death. No more sorrow. No crying. I'm going to miss that, Cheryl. I tell you what, I take after my mom. I'm a good crier. And neither shall there be any more pain. Praise the Lord for that. See, that's what it's going to look like when we get there. We're going to, we're going to be doing that. We ain't going to have no more tears, no more sorrow, no more nothing. It's going to be glory. It's going to be glory. And the ninth verse he tells us, and let us not be weary in well-doing. Don't stop fighting the fight, please. Was it Paul wrote to Timothy? I fought a good fight. I stayed the course and I finished my race. Don't let this world tell you anything different because it's not so. It's not so, I wouldn't tell you. Stay strong in God's word. If you become weary... You open the door for this old world to drag you down. And I'll tell you what, this world's good at that. It'll tell you things that, and make you believe things that is unheard of. People will say, that's Satan. No, don't give, don't give Satan that kind of credit. It's because of our weaknesses that that happens. If you want to give uh, Satan credit for something, give him credit for him not allowing you to accept Christ yet. See, that's what he's doing. Right. See, because if you don't accept Christ, you're one of his angels. Right. And I don't want to get into the deepness of this, but that's it in a nutshell. You're either Satan's angels or you're angel of God. <laughs> I'd like to be that angel that come down and told Murray that she was in spouse with a child, Brother Ray. I'd like to be that one. Or I like to be that one that talked to Joseph and said, listen, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> but I've got, to, I've got to have a talk with you. 
I figure that's how he had to do that, Brother Ray. I don't know a way of approaching that. How do you tell a man that his, his betrothed wife is with child and you've never been with her before? I'm telling you what, that makes for some good TV conversation. Let me tell you, that, that could be a mini-series. Amen? I bet you Joseph was in a bad way for just a few, for a few minutes. But that angel came and told him exactly what was going on. This is God's will. Jesus is going to be born of the Virgin Mary. You're going to be a stepdad. He's going to one day grow up to be our Messiah. <laughs> King of kings, Lord of lords. The Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. That's who he is. Every bit of that. As we had, therefore, an opportunity, and church don't ever pass up an opportunity. We're not given many of them. When you ever, if, if God places an opportunity in your life to touch somebody's heart, jump at it, please. And if you don't think you could jump at it, call somebody that could jump at it, or you know that would. Let us be part of a blessing or opportunity to, to touch somebody's heart and tell them about Jesus or, or, or comfort them in their weakest time. We're the, we're the worst burden. See, on the bulletin this morning, that's the title of my message, Bearing One Another's Burdens. Church, we've got a lot of them. Please don't sit in this church this morning and think everything's good in your life because it's not. If it is, meet me after church. I want you to tell me what that's like. But it's not. I've got a feeling I'm going to have a bunch of no-shows. Bear one another's burdens. When somebody's struggling with something going on in your life, start with, let somebody know, please. Tell somebody you love and pray that they tell you about Jesus and what he can do for you in your lives and everything that we stand for. Because at the end of the day, that's what this is all about. If we bear one another's burdens, Brother Tony, we're doing God's work. And I know that loves don't like to do something for nothing. So I'm going to tell you what you're going to get out of it. Heaven. And after heaven, if you're still here, you're going to get a blessing. And then after that blessing, you're going to be full of the Spirit. And if you're full of the Spirit, that's when stuff gets good.